Hi, this is Tom Harvey, the Economy Guy. This podcast is all about macroeconomics. It's what's going on in the world around us and what it is can possibly do for us or to us. And welcome. This is an educational show. I want to just give you facts, figures, and some of my opinions so that you can make your own personal informed investing decisions. Hi there. This is the Economy Guy on March 15th, Sunday, telling you what happened this last week. This last week was the week that was. That's what I think it was. It was an amazing, amazing week in all of the markets that we follow. Let's start with the stock market, the uh, Dow Jones 30. It ended at 23185 Remember, it used to be 29000 And it ended that day on Friday going up 2,000 points. It went up because Trump came out and declared a state of emergency due to the virus. Everyone celebrated. That's what caused the market to go up. Uh, Just remember that on Wednesday and Thursday, the market went down big, big, big. And we'll get back to that. We'll talk about that. The 10-year Treasury ended at 0.95%. That was up. During the week, it was as low as 0.35%, which is an all-time low. All-time means big red flag. We'll talk a lot more about the interest rate. I think that's the most significant thing that's going on in the market today, not stocks. Uh, The oil price, let's talk about oil, $33 a barrel at the end of the week. And what does it mean? Why is it 33 used to be 50 to 60? Well, it's because OPEC had a meeting and uh, Russia told the Saudis to go pound sand. Uh, That's a pun intended. And uh, the Saudis retaliated by flooding the market with a lot of oil. And remember, you know, once it's uh, supply and demand, once the supply is one barrel over demand, the price goes down. So it's a very small margin at the end that causes prices to swing a lot. Gold uh, finished the week at 1528.90 after exceeding 1700 during the week. That's an enormous swing, an enormous swing. Uh, why did it go down? It was uh, people trying to get money out because of the huge swings in the market. They were selling like crazy. And uh, they were you doing what you can say is uh, they you sell what you can when you can't sell what you want to sell. That's what was happening. So they sold gold. I'm not concerned about that. I'm a holder of gold. Let's talk about uh, something we haven't talked about. That's called the VIX, the V-I-X. That's the the uh, volatility index. It's how fast are things going up and down? How excited is the market? It's kind of a fear index if you want to look at it that way. It ended, and there's a number that it generates, it ended the week at 58. Now, normally that index is between 10 and 20. 20 is a pretty volatile market. 58 is blows it out of the socks. During the week it was well over 60. So this was a high volatility week. Only uh, for the faint of heart that want to be in that kind of a market. Or you were just uh, having to change your diapers regularly there. Um, so let's let's talk a little about what really is going on here on Wednesday. Uh, I declared Wednesday as the end of the bull market in stocks. That was when uh, 
The market went down, and then on Thursday, it went down 2,353 more points, or 9.9%. And we had uh, the uh, tripping of the, uh, uh, of the uh, uh, let's see here, oh, of the circuit breakers got tripped. That's right, which happens when things go down too much. There's an automatic, let's turn off the market. That's a circuit breaker. And so that uh, it, does, it just doesn't go to zero and everybody jumps out of windows, like, as happened in the 1929. Uh, why did it go down so much? Well, because Wednesday, Trump said that, hey, he's going to stop all flights from Europe. Uh, that actually scared a lot of people in the market. It, while it's a good for uh, fighting the virus, it was not good for the markets. So stay tuned. Uh, have a quick recording here of uh, what you should be doing if you want to make a podcast. And I'll be right back with a, a lot more exciting stuff. Back again. Let's talk about what happened outside of the stock market going up and down and sideways and all over the place with a high velocity of VIX. What are people doing? What are the people of the United States? What are the American citizens doing? Well, they're out buying toilet paper. That's clear because there is none at any store they ever go to. Now, here's an interesting little tidbit, in fact, and that is the Bank of America in Midtown, New York City, ran out of $100 bills in the middle of the week. Uh, there's a run on a different kind of paper, that means. Very interesting. People are uh, staying home to work. So a lot of companies are saying, stay home, don't come to work, just do your work from home over the internet. And that's pretty smart. People are delaying travel a lot. I can honestly say that. I've seen it quite a bit. And they're reducing their uh, going out to eat. So they're not going to restaurants. That's kind of scary. So that's not good for restaurants. That's not good for airlines. That's not good for hotels. That's not good for a bunch of things. That's not good for if people are not going to work. They're not using gasoline. Gasoline prices are going down. All of this is uh, feeding on itself. This is a consistent bundle. So use the logic that you that God gave you to think about that environment and what it does to the economy. Okay, what's a third thing that happened this last week? That's the Federal Reserve. My golly whiz, did they, were they busy or were they not busy? They stepped in uh, and decided that they would save the market. Since the market was going down, especially Thursday, they would save the market. And uh, they made an extraordinary announcement. They said they're going to spend one and a half to two trillion dollars. That's trillion with a T. Uh, and uh, they would use that money to, uh, this is a quantitative easing uh, act that they're doing, to uh, purchase a range of maturities of bonds. In other words, not just short term. They're going to buy bonds all, way out, like 30-year bonds. There's no doubt in my mind they'll buy 30 years and 10 years, etc., etc. They're going to buy a lot of bonds. That's a lot of money. So... Uh, after a uh, half a percent, they dropped interest rates the week before a half a percent, right? That was supposed to save the market. This week, they did massive quantitative easing. That said that the half a percent failed. That's the correct interpretation of their reduction of interest rate. The Fed failed. 
and they're trying this now. Now, quantitative easing has failed, always failed in the past, so I don't have a lot of confidence that this is going to work. But when they did quantitative easing, they are doing monetization. They are printing money with a great big printing machine hidden in a closet somewhere. Actually, it's all electronic, and you all know that. So that's what's really happening. So uh, stay tuned. I'll be right back, and I want to tell you... Uh, What's really going on? What's causing all this? Because that's the real story. These volatile markets, the Fed going nuts with what they're doing and failing at what they're doing, and the virus and its impact. So, stay tuned. Back again. Let's talk about what's really going on in this crazy market. What's really happening? What is the cause of all this chaos? And in a... Uh, one four-letter word, it's called debt. That's what it is. And I will use an analogy to give you a feeling for what's going on today. If you remember back in 2008, we had a massive meltdown of the markets. It was caused by uh, the housing uh, bubble it, uh, being pricked and uh, imploding. And uh, that put a lot of banks in jeopardy of going bankrupt. And the Fed stepped in and reorganized banks. Some banks didn't, didn't stay around, like Lehman Brothers. Others survived. And, uh, and that was a debt trap. That was a debt, big debt implosion. When people can't pay back their loans, the people who lent the money are in trouble. And that's the banks. That's happening today. So use that in, using that as an analogy, what's going on and what does the future hold? Well, see, people are going to point to the virus. That's really causing it. It's causing things to slow down, et cetera, et cetera. That is not the cause. The cause is the overhanging debt. That's the real cause. The virus is going to slow the economy down and therefore going to bring forward, speed up, the implosion of the debt that's happening and as we said before, people aren't going to restaurants, so restaurants aren't going to be able to pay their debts. People aren't flying, so airlines are going to, well, they're asking for help from the federal government. They want money, or they're not going to be able to pay their debts. Hotels are not going to be paying their debts. And then there's the standard person. There's a lot of people out here who are going to be laid off, and they're not going to be pay, able to pay their debts. Those who are working are okay. So that's, that's what's kind of happening in today's market. Uh, remember that the stock market actually started coming down in 2019, last year. And the Fed had to step in then and lowered interest rates three times, a quarter point each. That was be long before the virus came on. That should tell you a very simple story, that the market was in deep trouble, that uh, the Fed was doing everything they could to keep the market up, uh, but they failed. They really failed at that. Uh, they, I mean, they, they kept it up for a while. Yeah, that was okay, right? But it's not the virus that's bringing the market down. It, it was the pin. It was a pinprick. Yeah, and now it's really going to accelerate. So lenders are in big trouble again this time around, and the virus is making it much worse. So, and it's not houses that are causing it this time. Let's hope it's not houses that actually go down a lot. 
If we get into a depression, housing prices will go down. But for right now, everything's okay. Uh, I will get right back to you and tell you my predictions for the future. Back again with my predictions for the future. What's coming? Well, if you look at all the debts around, let's just home in on one of them. A nice one called the national debt. What does the federal government own? Oh, it's huge. And its deficit, the amount it accrues as debt each year, is going up. This year, the deficit is, is bigger than last year at this time. In other words, the government's spending more money it does not have. Uh, and it's doing that. And it's cost going to cost a lot of money. And what also that we have this virus happening and um, we are going to have a bailout. That's a very clear from the actions that the president has uh, brought forward. And that bailout is going to cost billions, hundreds of billions, possibly a trillion dollars. Uh, it depends on how severe the economy melts over the next month or two. So wait, wait and watch that story. But all that extra spending, that's money that we don't have, incidentally, will just increase the deficit and therefore the debt by that amount of money. It's dollar for dollar. Um, now, let's get back to the interest rate going up, because I think that was the most interesting thing that was happening during the week. For the last three days of the week, interest rates of the 10-year treasury rose. It went up, up, up. Started at 0.35, ended at about 1.0. Why would it go up? Why would it go up? The Treasury wants it to keep it really low. Well, this could be uh, a sign of a big problem for the Fed. This may be that the Fed has lost control of interest rates. You see, when they issue a lot of Treasury bonds, somebody has to buy them. Well, right now, the Fed's going to buy most of them, but not all of them. And other people have to step in. If other people don't want to step in, the interest rate has to go up for them to be encouraged to buy them. That is a big, big problem. You see, the federal government, when they have deficit spending, only have two ways to pay for it. And that is to ta tax people and get the money that way or to borrow the money. Those are the only two ways they get money. So, right now, they're just borrowing. And uh, who knows what the future holds, although I think it's pretty easy to uh, predict uh, if we have a major implosion. So, I'm watching interest rates right now. If the Fed loses control of interest rates, it's all over, game over. That means the Fed, and, and remember, I'm the one who said, do not bet against the Fed. So, don't use that as an a reason to bet against them. The uh, Fed has lots and lots of uh, more money than anyone can count because they can print it. So it's going to be very interesting to watch and see what's going on. I think it's too early for the Fed to have lost this battle, but the battle will get much, much stronger as banks get squeezed with bad loans. And uh, that's why a lot of uh, repos are going on right now. Repos is our overnight lending that the Fed gives to banks. Uh, if the bank doesn't have enough liquidity, enough money, they, uh, they lend them overnight. And uh, they are increasing that hugely also. So stay tuned. 
life is probably, you're living in one of the most exciting times ever. This last week could have been the week. I call it the week that was. And uh, be talking to you again as this all unfolds. This is The Economy Guy, Tom Harvey. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us. Please hit the subscribe button on your podcast reader to get future podcasts. This is Tom Harvey. I am an investor myself, not a financial advisor. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade, and we disclaim any responsibility for any negative effects of actions people might take.